You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We thank God. We thank God for His presence. We thank God for His presence this morning. Isn't it amazing? Like possibly was saying, you know, two or three. He's here. He's here. He's here because each and every single one of us is valuable to him. That's why he comes. He comes because he loves us. And he wants to bless us. And he wants to speak to us. So let's just, let's just pray. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity to just share what it is you want to say to your children this morning. I ask Lord, that, you would, that you would speak. That you would speak. That you would speak. That it won't be me speaking, but that you would speak. And I thank you. I thank you for what your word will do in the lives of every lady here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah, we are so blessed in this church. We, have, uh, we are constantly receiving amazing word upon word upon word. And if you just think about prevailing women this year so far, we've received so much already. Hey, I mean, sometimes you wish we don't only meet once a month because it's like we want more, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I want to just honor Foster Uber, you know, just for, for her, just her sensitivity, you know, her closeness to God, her hearing God, her walk with God, because it's out of that that we are able to be blessed and receive. Okay. I want to just remind us a little bit some of the things that we've heard this year. We've received strength in these meetings, these ladies' meetings. We have recovered to recover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we know how to stir the waters. Yeah. And the very first message of prevailing women at the beginning of this year was on the mindset of a prevailing woman. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Um, can you remember? Anything that stood out for you from that word? I know it was like a few months ago. Can anyone remember? Yeah, the mindset of a prevailing woman. Let me remind you. Shall I remind you? Yeah? Okay, I'll remind you. So a prevailing woman has a heavenly mindset. Yeah? She doesn't have a carnal mindset. Yeah? And that means that there are certain things that she has put to death in her life. And I hope that the things that you put to death in March are still dead. Yeah? You've not allowed it to creep back in. Yeah? A prevailing woman um, is able to handle certain things because she has a heavenly perspective. She's not down here. She's focused on what's happening down here. She has a heavenly perspective. So she's able to see above the everyday. And that is what enables her to handle certain things. A prevailing woman's thoughts are pure. They're pure. Prevailing woman is mindful of what is happening in her mind. She's not allowing just any traffic to run through. No, 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 no. Her thoughts are pure. And she takes captive every thought that is not of God. And she does not allow it to run through her mind and to dictate her life and her actions. A prevailing woman continues to take in the word of God at every opportunity. And she puts in effort into the word of God. Effort means effort. It's not casual. It's effort. Effort is hard. Effort is not easy. So that is what a prevailing woman does when it comes to the word of God. She puts in effort. She also does not think defeat. She does not think defeat. She thinks like a heavenly father. Hey? She doesn't think defeat. And I know you, you ladies don't think defeat, right? No. And one of the points that really stood out for me um, a lot was that she has abandoned limiting thoughts. She has abandoned limiting thoughts. And I trust that there is no limiting thought that you abandoned in March that you've allowed back in. Because you see, the word of God can come and it can be awesome and amazing in that moment and in that time. But Satan is right there. 
waiting to steal the word, to take the word that God has given you. And you know, he's not going to be because he knows that you're smarter than him. Just hopefully, yeah, you're smarter than him. So he's not going to be obvious when he tries to steal the word. No, he's going to try to do it sneakily. So I trust and I hope that you have not gone back to any limiting thoughts. Amen. So we know, we know how to live like a prevailing woman. We've been given the tools. We've been given the scriptures. We, we know what a prevailing woman looks like. But this morning I want to share something with you. There are many things that a prevailing woman does not do. But there's one thing in particular that she does not do. A prevailing woman does not hide. A prevailing woman does not hide. Yeah? She does not hide her God-given gifts. Amen. She does not hide who she really is. She does not hide what God has spoken to her. She does not keep it to herself. She does not hide what she is carrying on the inside. She does not hide what God has placed inside her. And so after all that you've received from God, not just this year and many, many years since you've been coming to prevailing women, after all that he has promised you, the question today is, God is asking you, what are you still hiding? What are you still hiding? And I specifically use the word still because this word is not for those who have never stepped out. Because we can say, oh, but I'm not hiding. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. No, no. It's what are you still hiding? So whether you've stepped out never or a little bit or a lot, God is saying this morning, there's something. There's something more. There's something else that you are still hiding. There's something more that you need to bring to light. And to clarify, we are not talking about implementing your business idea or uh, fulfilling your passion or your long life, long time dream. And those things are good and they are important. And God will use that even in your life. We are talking specifically kingdom. Yeah. We are talking ministry. Okay. That's what we're talking about this morning. And um, that's, I want us just to be clear that that is what we're talking about. So when we say, what are you still hiding? We're talking kingdom. All right. What things are, um, do you have inside of you that can advance the kingdom of God that you are still hiding? What have we not yet seen about you? Some of you, we've seen plenty. You're very active and you're involved and your serving is, is awesome and it's a blessing. But there's more. There's something else that we need to see. Amen? Amen? In our church, you know, we believe that every believer is a disciple. And every disciple is a minister. And what that means is that we are all ministers. It's not just the worship team. It's not just the pastor who's preaching. It's not just the person doing announcements. It's not just the people that are seen who are ministers. Every single one of us. If you are a believer, you are a disciple. And if you are a disciple, you are a minister. Let's turn to Ephesians 4 verse 11. It says... And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So in the scripture, it's clear. Yes, we've got apostles, we've got pastors, we've got teachers, we've got all of that. But we've got saints as well, right? And the saints are equipped for what? For ministry. For ministry. So ministry is not just up to the pastor. It's not just up to the prophet. It's up to us. It's up to all of us this morning. 
if you look at the Great Commission we see in Matthew 28, Jesus says that we should, that the disciples should go out into all the nations and what they must, they must make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them, you know, the things of the Lord, the way that they should go. And that call is not just to some. It wasn't just to James, Peter, and John. It was to all the disciples. And again, every believer is a disciple, and every disciple is a minister. And ministry is not limited to the church, although absolutely the body of Christ needs ministry. It needs your ministry, and there's a role that you need to play. But ministry happens in your house. Ministry happens in your neighborhood. Ministry happens in your ministry happens in your place of work. Ministry happens um, among your friends, in your community. Ministry happens wherever you find yourself. And so we don't limit ministry just to certain roles or certain tasks. Can I just have a minute? All right. So, yeah, uh, some of you might, like I mentioned earlier, some of you are maybe thinking, oh, but I'm doing so much. Like, oh, I'm super stretched. Like, I'm doing worship team. I'm in this. I'm in that. I'm in all sorts of things. I don't think I have the capacity for more. But God is saying, no, there's something more. There's something more about you that we've not seen that we need to see. That the world is waiting to see. That yes. God wants to use. Amen. And um, it's time to stop hiding. It's time to stop hiding. It can be a small thing. It can be a big thing. You will know. And, and it could be something that God, that you sort of had in the back of your mind and you've heard faintly, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, I should do this. But then, you know, you get on with life. It gets busy and you forget about it, you know, and you don't actually step out and do that thing which God has laid on your heart to do. And while I was preparing um, for this morning, God actually said to me specifically that busyness is an excuse. In this day and age, we are all so ridiculously busy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous, honestly. Everybody is busy. Busy, 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 busy. And not necessarily busy with wrong things and, you know, what you're doing has value. Obviously, it would have value. We trust that as a prevailing woman, you're not going to be busy with things that don't have value. But God is saying busyness is an excuse. He's saying, if I've said to you to do something and you don't do it because you forgot about it because you are busy or you can't find the time or a way to incorporate it into your already busy schedule, it's telling me something. It's telling me something. It's telling me something that it's not important to you enough for you to make the time. You know, we've been listening and hearing about the wisdom of God, wisdom for the times of the last couple of weeks. And it's just been so amazing, you know, that uh, there's nothing, or it's been standing out for me that there's nothing that the wisdom of God cannot help you with, you know? Amen. There's nothing that the wisdom of God cannot give you an answer for. Amen. There's nothing. And all you have to do Real simple is ask. That's what Amen. the Bible says. If you need wisdom, ask. Simple. And so when God lays a thing on your heart, before the next time, before you say, oh, I'm too busy, I don't know how, say, God, you know I'm busy. You see me. You see my schedule. You see my to-do list. Give me the wisdom. Amen. Show me. How do I incorporate this? into my already busy schedule. You know, um, Pastor, when Pastor asked me to, to uh, minister this morning, she asked me last week sometime, and um, 
I sent her a message back and I said, sure, just to confirm, is it July meeting or August meeting? And then she says, no, no, of course it's July, you know. And I said, no, I just wanted to check. And she says, no, but you've got plenty of time. And in my mind, I'm thinking, actually, I don't know <laughs> how I'm going to fit this in because I know what the next week and a half is going to look like. But, you know, <laughs> I say, God, I don't know how, but I'm not going to say no because I'm busy. You know, I'm going to rely on you to show me how do I prepare, when do I prepare, how do I fit this in, you know? How do I uh, get ready? You know, how do I hear what it is you want to say to, the, to your children this morning? And so I want us just this morning to stand up. We're going to pray and we're going to ask God to forgive us for the times where we use busyness as an excuse. And we're going to say, God, no more. Well, I say to you, I'm too busy. When it comes to your kingdom, I will not be too busy. I will ask for your wisdom and I will trust in your leading and I will allow you to tell me what I need to rearrange so that I can do what it is I need to do for you. So let's just pray. Father, we repent. We repent for using busyness as an excuse not to do what you've asked us to do. Rakati ketere sokororo sokororo. Rabba baba 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 sokororo sokororo sokororo. Rakati ketere sokororo. Give us the wisdom. Give us the wisdom. Give us your wisdom so that we know. So that we know how to implement, how to do what it is you're saying to us to do. Rakati bebe bebe sokororo sokororo kabababababo sokororo. We don't want to be known for our busyness. We want to be known for, to be children that do what you say. We will not be too busy to do the extra that you ask of us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that we will no longer be too busy. We will no longer be too busy. We will no longer be too busy to do the extra that you ask of us. We will no longer be too busy. We will no longer delay. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. So I want us to go back to what we started out with, hiding. Remember we said, why are you still hiding? Now that we've dealt with busyness, we can move on, right? So what is hiding? Let's look at some definitions. So when you hide something, you are preventing it from being seen. If you hide information from someone, you do not allow that person to know that information or have access to it. It also means putting something in a place where um, it cannot be seen or found. It's also 
meaning can mean as well putting someone in a place where that person can't be seen or found. Hiding can also mean to put yourself somewhere where you cannot be seen or found. Are there some of you who don't like to be seen? Anybody here? Hmm? I'm sure you've all heard the saying that says, hide your light under a bushel. Yeah? And what that means is to keep your good qualities and abilities secret from other people. Keeping your good qualities and abilities secret from others. What secrets about your God-given abilities are you still keeping? What secrets are you still keeping? Let's turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. That's true, right? So if a city is in a, it's in a high place, it can't be hidden. And remember, we are prevailing women, right? So we have a, a heavenly perspective here. Yeah? We're not down here. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. Think about that image for a bit. You light a lamp, or in our case, maybe a solar light. When the power is off, you switch on the solar light. You're going to put the light on the table, and then you find a basket, and you cover it with that basket. Would you do that? Does it make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. So, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. So, it makes no sense for you to have light and hide it. It makes no sense. But you put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So the purpose of the light is to give light to all who are around it. Okay, But if that light is hidden, then guess what? Nobody gets the benefit of the light. So let your light shine before men. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So letting your light shine and people seeing your good works is not about you. It's not to elevate you. It's not to help you get ahead in your career. It's to bring glory to the Father. Amen. That's why we shine our lights, for no other reason. And if other things happen as a result of that, well, so be it. But that's not the purpose. The purpose is to bring glory to the Father, to draw people towards Him. I want to read um, the same scripture in the message uh, version. It says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. God is not a secret to be kept. And when you don't shine your light or when you hide parts of what God has placed inside of you. You're keeping God a secret. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? Okay. It's like God is saying, like, I made you a light bearer for a reason. Hello? <laughs> what are you doing under the bucket? <laughs> I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Some of you, some of you have been put on a hilltop. Putting on a, you've been put on a light stand and you're feeling, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? Should I even be here? I don't know why it's me that's here. God is saying, hey, you are there to shine. You are there to shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. 
And so the word shine in this passage of scripture means to bring to light, to cause, to appear, to make visible. So that means there are certain things of God that you and I are meant to cause to appear. There are certain things that we are meant to make visible. In your home, in your family, in your church, among your friends, uh, at your place of work, Certain things are not yet visible because you and I have not yet made it visible. Simply because there are some abilities that we are still hiding. You know, the disappointing thing about putting a light or positioning a light under a basket is that the light is there you might know it's there, you see it, you know, depending on the type of basket or covering you're using. You know, some baskets, they've got little holes, so maybe you can get a little bit of light. You get some of it, but it's not everything. And that means you can be exactly in the country, in the city, in the community, in the complex, in the estate, where you should be living, in the workplace, in the church that you should be in, but not serving your true purpose because you're still hiding some of your light. Everyone else is just getting a glimpse and that doesn't bring honor to God. You know, um, purpose is not something that's afar off. It's not one day when X, Y, Z has fallen into place. Yes, God can give you a word about how he wants to use you and certain things that he wants to do in your life, but we don't sit and wait for that day to come. No, purpose is now. It's today. Amen. It's today. It's not something that we wait for when X, Y, Z is in place. No, it starts today. And so being, it's being in a place where you are uniquely positioned to impact the kingdom of God. And so when, wherever you find yourself today, that is where you are meant to shine your light. That is where you are meant to show God's glory. Your life is meaningful today. It's not one day when you've gotten your ducks in a row or when your business has taken off. It's, it's meaningful today because today God says you are the light of the world. Today. And so today your life has meaning, and we don't have to wait for one day, you know, when, when everything is as it should be. We need to allow every part of our light to shine. Yes, Lord. So I want us just to stand up again, and we're going to pray again. And I want us to pray and ask God to show us. If he's not already brought something to your, to your, to your mind, um, just ask, let's pray in the Spirit and trust God that He will show you this morning. What is this thing? What is this part of you that you are still hiding? What is it that God wants you to reveal? That God wants you to step into? Let's pray. Rekete <laughs> 
Randere Raba baba baso kororoso kororo, rikata baba baba so kororoso kororo, raba baba 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 baso kororoso kororo kororo, saba baba baba baso kororoso raba baba baba so kororoso kororo, rebebebe so kororoso kororo. Rakati keterere so kororo so kororo so kororo. Raba baba baba baka si keterere so kororo sa kati keterere. Mikata borondere kati katanda da 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 so kororo so kororo. Kaba baba baka si keterere. Riba baba so kororo so kororo so kororo so kororo. Rakati keterere sa baba baba so kororo so kororo. Rika na 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 se ketere kosoko tororo si baba bondere kasi bebe bebe. Rakati de sombor kasikete kitabosi kerere sokororo sokororo riba babondere katabababakante de sokororo sokororo rekata bababa sokotororo kete sokororo sokororo ke bababa kasiketerere Raba babo seketerere kasapapa kasiketerere riba bababo sokotororo Riba baba baba sekerere sokororo sokororo he baba 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 sokororo sokororo kati bebebe sokororo sokororo rakata baba baba sokororo sokororo he bebebebebe sokororo 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 raba baba baba siketeketerere sokororo kaba baba baba sokororo 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 kita baba baba sokororo sokororo he baba baba kasiketerere sokororo raba baba 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 sokororo as you are praying incline your ear to what god is saying to you Incline your ear, incline your ear. Raba baba baka siketerere so kororo so kororo. Rakata baba kasiketerere so derere. Raba baba baba baka siketerere. Ho bobo sikerere so kororo so kororo. Raka tiketerere so kororo so kororo so kororo. Kababo sikerere. Kanta raba baba. Raka tiketerere so kororo so kororo so kororo. Ki baba baba kasiket. Terere so kororo, riba baba baso kororo so kororo, rekata baba baba so kororo so kororo, raba baba basi keterere so kororo, rakata baba baka si keterere so kone, rita baba baka si keterere, rokoto kororo, rakata baba 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 so kororo so kororo. Riba baba 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 so kororo so kororo so kororo rakata baba ko so kororo so kororo so kororo kera ra 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 so kororo rekete bebe bebe Rakati Keterere Rabababababo Socororo 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 Re Bababa Bababo Socororo Open our ears, God, that we may hear you. Rakati Bebe Bebe, we may hear what it is you're saying to us this morning. Rakati bebe kasababa kasiketerere. Rakati bebe 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 sokororo sokororo. Rakati keterere sokororo sokororo. Ke baba 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 sokororo sokororo. Rakati kete kete keterere sababa kasiketerere. Re baba baba bo sokororo sokororo sokororo. Ke baba baba bo sokororo sokororo sokororo. Rakati bebe bebe sokororo sababa kasi 
Rakati bebe Amen. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you that you've spoken. And you will continue to speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So... We spoke about busyness already. Uh, that's sort of a hindrance, right? When God uh, says to us to do something. But apart from busyness, there can be other reasons why we hide. There are many, but I want to look at two this morning. The first one is the fear of man. Let's turn to Proverbs 29. Verse 25. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. The fear of man brings a snare. And we know what a snare is, right? A snare is like a trap for catching small animals birds or mice or whatever you want to, to catch. And it normally has like a little loop or a wire. And as soon as the animal is in a specific position, that loop or wire tightens and they're stuck. And that's exactly, imagine yourself in a trap. That's what the fear of man does. It causes you to be stuck. You can't move. Because you're worried about what so-and-so is going to think or what so-and-so is going to say, and you remain in that trap. You remain there. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help anyone. It doesn't even help the so-and-so that you were worried about. And fear is something that can be so crippling, you know, it can cause you to go into a state of panic even, you know, and, and, and fear we know is not from God, but we allow it. We allow it to hold us back, but we know it's not from God. The, the love of God casts out more fear, right? So fear is not from God. And fear is one of Satan's tactics that he uses over and over and over again, and we fall for it, and we stay in a place where we shouldn't, because we are worried about how so-and-so will receive me, or what they will think. And um, why do we worry about what people think? Why? Why do we worry? I think we worry about people, what people think when it comes to 
compared to so God says to do X, right? And you think, oh, I can't because so and so is here, and so now I can't, you know, just pray for this colleague here because you know maybe they're a senior person in the organization or whatever. The truth of the matter is, for a moment there, we lose perspective. We lose perspective of who God is compared to who so-and-so is. We lose perspective. Because God is not less important than someone sitting in the crowd listening to you. He is God. <laughs> He's God. He's your God. And so when he asks us to do something, to step out, we need to maintain the right perspective and see him as he is and people as they are. Because people are people. You can't please everybody. Just, just what it is. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, I was once, uh, someone once said, um, and, it, and it stuck with me because I thought it was such a, a nice, a, a good, good thing to keep in mind. He says, you know, when you stand up in front of people and you're speaking, it was a course I think I was on, and um, <clears throat> what he always tells himself is that what you think of me is none of my business. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm here to deliver a message. I'm here to do whatever X, Y, Z, and whether you like it or not. It's none of my business. And so when God has said to you to do X, Amen. it's not your problem how people respond. God is the most important person in your life. Amen. And so he should receive that honor. Even when fear sits in. We need to resist that fear because it's not, it's not from God. The Bible says that, you know, when we submit to God, you know, we resist the devil, submit to God, and the devil will flee from us, right? So when we submit to his will in a circumstance or a situation where it's unusual or it's something we've not done before, the devil has to flee because we've submitted to the will of God and resist him in that manner. Um, <clears throat> The second part of, of the verse is, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And so the but obviously indicates that the first part of the sentence, yeah, sure, there's fear, and it can bring a snare. But how do I deal with that fear and that snare? I trust in the Lord, and then I'm safe. And then nobody is going to trap me. I'm not going to get trapped in fear. Because I'm going to move ahead and I'm going to trust God whether I feel fearful or not. Whether I think this is going to make me look somehow or not. I step out and I do what God is saying to me, to, me to, to do. And I put my trust in Him. Amen. I put my trust in Him and I will be safe from that fear and safe from that snare. Amen. The second um, reason I want us to look at as to why we sometimes hide is the fear of, of failure. You know, when you rely on yourself and on your own abilities, you open the door for that fear of failure. Because there's a limit to what you can do. And you will get to your limit. At some point, you will get to your limit. And if you are only relying on yourself, then the fear of failure sets in. You start to think, okay, I can do X, Y, Z, but I can't do that. So then I'm not going to take this step. Because I'm looking at myself and what I've done in the past or what I'm experienced in or what I'm able to do. I'm focusing on me. And when you rely on yourself, you limit yourself. You know, there's what your planning and your preparation can do to help you. But it has a limit. 
and you need the active word of God. You need the presence of God to help you with the rest. So when you're stepping out into something that is new, different, you're stepping out, not relying on yourself. You're relying on God. And so when you rely on Him and His presence and you make His presence a priority, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake. It doesn't matter if you get it wrong. God is there. You know, He's on your team. And so where you drop the ball, He picks it up and you keep going because you're not just relying on yourself. You're not just relying on yourself. Um, I'll tell you a, a story. When I was a student, many, many, many years ago, <laughs> I um, went for my driver's license test, right? First test, no, I mean, I was, I was ready. Well, I felt I was ready. I was ready. I went and everything went fine. And, you know, people say, oh, if you get out of the, the yard, then you, you know, you're good to go because then you just have to drive, right? Anyway, something happened on the road. I didn't pass my test. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure the, the traffic officer sitting next to me looked like he didn't know what to do because I was crying. I was just like beside myself. And I was like, okay, fine. Let's try again. I tried a second time. Guess what? Second time. I was also ready. I was ready. I mean, I was ready the first time, right? Yeah. I'm not going to go pay for a test and all of that if I'm not ready. I was ready. Second time, guess what? Didn't leave the yard. Oh, so you can imagine. By then I was like, oh my goodness. I have to get this thing, you know, because like I needed it for life. <laughs> I need it. It's something you need. And um, I went for my third time. I went for the test the third time. Yeah. And then I, I um, in the morning when I, my dad had left early that morning. And my mom took me to the testing center. We, we couldn't find a booking close by, so we had to go to another town. And my dad left me a note that morning. So when I got into the dining room, I saw the note on the table, and he said to me, and the note, you can do it. And he said, uh, we put Philippians 4 verse 13, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I was like, awesome, you know? And um, I took that word with me, I went, guess what? I didn't get out of the yard. <laughs> and you know what actually happened on that day for the first time and the last time I experienced what we would call a panic attack and I thought about it you know I had a word I had a word from God but yet something happened in that moment and suddenly I just I got stuck I got stuck. And the officer, lo and behold, was so kind. He was like, no, it's okay. Just relax. Take a minute. Let's try again. But I was stuck. I couldn't even think. I was just like thoughts of, oh my goodness, I'm failing again. Fear of failure kept me from calming down. Taking the officer's advice, reminding myself of the word I had just received that morning, and I didn't get my driver's license that day. And you know, okay, let me tell you how it ends. I did get it the fourth time. Okay, so I got it eventually. I'm sure that should be obvious. I wouldn't be driving if I didn't have it. Um, but. Uh, I struggled for a long time to understand, but like, what was that about? Like, how come I kept 
I kept failing, but I was ready. I was ready. You know, and God said to me, you focused on the wrong part of that scripture. Young lady, I was trying to teach you something. You can do all things through Christ. Through Christ, not through your preparation, not through your readiness, not through your own ability. It's through me. And so in as much as you have gifts and talents and things that you just naturally flow in and it's just, it's so easy for you. It's through Christ because there's a limit to what you can do. There's a limit to your preparation. There's a limit to it. And so it's important for us to know that it's through Christ. And so we keep the door of fear of failure shut when we know we're not relying just on ourselves. And let's turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Um, verse 20. Is it verse 20? Oh, yes, it is. Okay. And so uh, in this part of us, uh, in this chapter, chapter 28, we see that David assembles a whole, a whole lot of people, and he talks about building the temple for God, and then, <clears throat> you know, he's got all the plans and everything laid out, even the weight of the ornaments of gold, you know, the silver ornaments, they must be of this weight and that kind of thing, quite detailed. And he then turns to Solomon and he says, Solomon, this now becomes yours because God said, I can't build this temple, you must. And so if you think about it, that's quite a big task. I mean, Solomon didn't get the plan, <laughs> David. David got the plan, and now Solomon has to implement this in intricate plan that's so specific and so detailed. And I'm going to skip down to verse 20. And then David said to, to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And so David wouldn't say to Solomon, be strong and be of good courage if courage and strength was not needed. Courage and strength was needed. I don't know how Solomon felt. I mean, but I'm, I would have felt, wow, <laughs> this is a lot, you know. But David encouraged him and said, be strong and of good courage and just do it. Just do it. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> do not fear. <laughs> fear nor be dismayed for the Lord God will be with you. You know, when God is with you, when you are led by him to take certain steps as daunting as it might be, as vulnerable as it might make you feel, because we don't want to always feel vulnerable. Yeah? Um, you, actually, you actually can't fail. Did you know that? Because it's they're not up to you only. Because God is with you. And so when God is with you, you cannot fail. You cannot fail. Because you're not relying on you. You're relying on Him. So if He has said, do X. X is going to happen when you step out because he's with you. And so I want to encourage us this morning that when God is with you, you can't fail. You can't fail. When you step out and do what God is saying to you together with him, when you are led by him, when you are sensitive to his leading, it cannot fail. You know, I remember a time when I, I started a, a project and at some point it became a bit overwhelming. And I was like, oh God, I was talking to him and I was telling him, oh, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. 
you know. And I remember this day, like it was yesterday, even it was a long time ago. He said to me, hey, I'm with you. This project can't fail. I'm with you. And it brought about such a change in my thinking because I realized that up until then, the reason why I was feeling overwhelmed was because I was like looking at all that needed to be done and looking at my abilities again and not really seeing that where I lack or slack or I'm not enough, God is there. You know, and so when God is with you, you can't fail. And so whatever God is laying on your heart this morning, as daunting as it may seem, because you're not going to hide something that's easy for you to show or share. You're not going to hide something that's easy. God is with you. And when you step out and you do what he is saying to you to do, it won't fail. It won't fail. It can't fail. So I want us to pray again. Let's pray for ourselves. That we won't be held back by the fear of man and by fear of failure. That that is a thing of the past. If ever the fear of man and the fear of failure has kept you from stepping out and doing certain things, it ends today. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we won't allow the fear of man and the fear of failure to hold us back. We will rely on you. We will trust in you so that we are able to do exactly what it is you're saying to us to do. We say no to fear. We say no to fear. We say no, 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 no. No, no, no. We say no to fear. We do not fear because we rely on you. We don't rely on ourselves. We don't rely on the opinions of others. We rely on you. Teach us, teach us how to fully rely on you and not in our own strength. We thank you, Father, we are fear, free from the fear of man. We are free from the fear of failure. Rakata baba kasiketerere sonda rababa baba kasiketerere ke bebe 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 sokororo sokororo 
We lay fear aside. We resist fear. We resist fear. We resist fear and we move. We move forward. We move forward. We move forward. We move forward. Fear will not snare us. Fear will not entrap us. We will not be ensnared. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Yeah. I just um, remembered something from when I was a teenager. Some of you are my age, might remember it as well. Um, we used to have these bands, right? The one was What Would Jesus Do? Do you remember? And they like, you could get them in different colors. And the other one said Frog. Do you guys remember the one that says Frog? Yeah? And that one means, uh, meant to fully rely on God. So when we fully rely on God, we can deal with fear and we can move. We can move. Even when we're not feeling courageous, we can move. Amen. Let's go back to our main text, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It says, um, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And so this passage makes it very clear that we need to, we need to shine our light and not hide it under a basket so that those around us can receive light. So I just want us to just think about some practical things about what light does. Yeah. Light helps you to see, right? Uh, if it's dark, you switch on the light, you can see. And so when we are light to others, we can help them see what they need to see about God, what they need to see about their situation. Another thing about light um, is if you are looking for something and it's dark, it's at night, it helps if you switch on the light, right? Yeah. It will help you to find what you are looking for. And so when we are light, we are able to help people find what they are looking for. I don't know if you've ever been blindfolded before and taken somewhere, surprise, you know. I don't really like that kind of thing. But um, uh, when you have the blindfold on, it's dark, you can't see. But the moment you arrive where you're supposed to, and the blindfold is removed, there's light, and you can now see where you really are. And that is what we can be to others when we are light. We can help people see where they really are, whether they are seeing themselves lower than where they are. We can help them see who they really are in God. You know, we can help them see that, hey, I need to come a bit closer to God, you know, so that's what light can do. Light also helps you clarify the way you should go. I mean, we all drive at night from time to time. If you're driving and you maybe forget to switch on your lights, I know some of the more uh, higher-end vehicles, you don't have to switch on the lights, they sort of just go on by themselves. But not all cars, some you have to switch on the light, right? And if you're driving at night and you forget to switch on the light, it doesn't take you very long to realize, oh, I need to switch on my lights. Because you can't see. And if the road is dark or it's a road you're not familiar with, you'd put on your brights so that you can see even better. And that's what light does. It helps you find the way. It helps you see where you are going. And so when we avail ourselves to be light, we can help people see where they are going, where they need to be going. We can help them to see that this is the way. You know, we can help them in that process. I'm sure you've all heard of um, the phrase, a light bulb moment. Yeah? It means a moment of sudden realization or enlightenment 
or inspiration. So we can help. We can be that light bulb moment for someone. You know, when we stop hiding that thing that God wants us to stop hiding, we can help them have that sudden realization that this is where I need to be in with my walk to God, in terms of my walk to God. You know, um, we can help, we can be that person. So light is a good thing. Do you agree? Amen. It's good. Amen. Yeah. You are a good thing. Amen. Because you are light. Hallelujah. And it's time to stop hiding yourself. It's time to, for the world to see more of you. Amen. So that we can bring glory to the Father. Amen. Not for ourselves, not so that we can look amazing, but it's about bringing glory. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about helping, enabling, guiding people to the cross. Because that is really one of our core purposes as, as children of God, is to bring others into the kingdom of God. Romans 8 verse 19 Romans 8 verse 19, let's just turn there, we all know it very well. <clears throat> it says, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing Amen. of the sons of God. Creation is waiting in eager anticipation Amen. for you to shine your light fully. Your family is waiting in eager expectation for you to start shining your light fully. Your community is waiting for you to start shining your light fully. Your colleagues are waiting for you to start shining your light fully. The church is waiting for you to start shining your light fully. Let's be prevailing women who don't hide, that shine our light, that don't hold back, that we step out even if it's new territory, even if it's something we've never done before, even if it will, sh even if it will shock some people, let the people be shocked. But let's step out. Yeah, let's, let's take action. Let's do. Let's do what God is asking us to do. Let's show Show that part of ourselves that he wants to use for his glory and to reach, to reach the lost. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we are prevailing women and we will no longer hide what you've placed inside of us. We won't hold back. We will shine our light so that others can come to know you. We thank you that we don't rely on ourselves, but we rely on you. And so when we step out, we step out with you. We don't step out in our own wisdom, our own abilities. No, we step out with you. And so we know that when we step out, whatever it is you're saying to us to do, it won't fail because we're not relying on ourselves. So we thank you. We thank you just for a new season, a new season where we step into things we've never stepped into before. A new season where we are bold and courageous and we trust in you we rely on your leading and we go when you say go we don't we don't tarry we do it and we do it immediately so we thank you we thank you for what you've built in us we thank you that we are ready we are ready to take the steps that we need to take you have made us and so we thank you that with you with you shine. We will shine our light fully and it will have the desired impact that you want it to have. In Jesus' name, amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.